Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to an orphantastic episode of Hot Takes, sweltering hot takes. I'm your large master with me as always is Brother Bishke. Happy National Cinema Day. Oh God, we got Brother Lucas in the back. It is too hot. Too hot. We got Brother Ben as well. Yo, yo, yo. Orphan super fan. Yeah. Currently 100 degrees Fahrenheit in the shade of we the are, parking garage. Oh. We are running a fever in Burbank. Oh my God, this is punishment. And as Bishke mentioned, it is in fact National Cinema Day. We were going to record this in the comfort and completely air-conditioned bliss of my home. And I said, hell to the no, no. Bishke said, we got to go out. We got to support National Cinema Day. $3 tickets. Yeah. Dogs and cats living together. Mayhem. And it was packed. Pandemonium. Because it's so hot, it's like the 1980s. Like, everyone's going into the AC. There's more people in the mall and the theater than I've ever seen in years. It took us an hour to park. Yeah. They they had a KTLA local news crew in the concession line (laughs) interviewing people. Yeah. I was trying to get on TV. She wasn't paying attention to me. Bishke has an amazing shirt on that says Burbank AMC 16. And Burbank AMC 8 and Burbank AMC 6. Yeah, it's a meme. <laughs> it's amazing. And one of them's going to close soon. But anyway. <laughs> but the parking is so bad, listener, that I drove from the ground level of the exterior structure above islands and went all the way to the roof mm. with not one single parking spot. Nope. And then drove all the way to the bottom, not one single Oof. parking spot. Oh. And I had to drive north of Magnolia to park at the mall, yes. which like no one ever parks in. So... <laughs> We got nice and lubed up at the yard house. And then we took to the 16. And of course, the up escalator, not working today. 107 degrees. Oh, that's in why the sun. we walked the that's stairs. Why that's why we right. walked the stairs. The we hallowed put, steps. We put in the effort, and it was packed in there, guys. Every movie was probably full. If Orphan First Kill was a full theater, then every theater was full. Yeah, it stands I, I did not feel the AC in theater 10 because it was that packed full of people. Tepid like, at <laughs> best. Yeah. What the fuck? No, I think you need to do IMAX or Dolby to get the AC You need to be, You need to have a premium ticket yeah. to get the premium AC because I felt a draft now and then, but it was a lukewarm draft. Mm. And we were in the back row, stadium style, heat doth rise. I don't know if you guys know that, <laughs> but we were getting blazed out back there. Full theater, people checking their phones, people <laughs> people whispering yeah. in my row. I had I had minors sitting to the right of me. But yeah. before before we even get to Orphan First Kill, the movie at hand today, we need to talk a little bit about a movie called Orphan, mm-hmm. which I believe came out in 2011. 
Mm. Sounds right. 2009. 2009, even farther away. So just the audacity. A legacy sequel. I didn't even know it. Making a prequel. Oh, prequel, excuse me. Legacy prequel. Well over a decade after the first one, in which the conceit is that the main character looks younger than she is, is just so delicious. Love. Mm. Like the cajones to pull that off. The mind reels, like, are they going to use digital effects on the face to make Isabel Furman look younger than she did in the first one? I couldn't wait to see this. But when we watched the first one as a group, it was deep in the lockdown. It was October 2nd, 2020. (laughs) Vicky remembers the exact date. We were in Virtual Lodge. We were doing virtual screenings every week just to keep ourselves sane. Yeah, and... Mm -hmm. So Orphan was the second feature, and about 30 minutes into <laughs> yeah. Orphan, Matt texts, Trump has COVID. Yes. <laughs> and a seismic mm, cultural event mm, took place uh, while we were watching it. I was in the basement. I, I, I drove cross-country to my parents' house just to see them, and I was in the basement of my parents' house watching this on streaming, and I... <laughs> Immediately went to the basement fridge and cracked beers. <laughs> Bishki Lodge, was re- Lodgecast, rejoicing. Lodgecast, I do not wish death on anyone except for Donald Trump <laughs> yes. and uh, Vladimir Putin. But this was a party time for me. And you I were positively I com- jubilant. I completely, I was just, yeah, I got kicked off Instagram. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was having a good time and I completely lost track of Orphan. What happens in Orphan? Uh, that's like, the thing that bums me out as an Orphan super fan. And by super fan, I mean, <laughs> I've I've watched it twice. Yes. I watched it once on DVD in 2011. And then with you guys on October 2nd, Super fan confirmed. But, but I was in fucking heaven in virtual lockdown. And then Matt sent that text and then it just all went to shit <laughs> because, because then it was like, I was on the drudge report. I yes, was just like, yeah. I, I was like, hook it into my vein. No. And yeah. all, all of our communication was text-based. So just nobody was talking about orphan. Nobody was texted about cool orphan stuff. It was all just like ding I dong. No, Donald's dead. Hopefully. But I love as an orphan super fan, I love that I now have that tied like yes, this amazing yeah. seismic moment. The, the whole time I was thinking like, oh, God, I hope Donald Trump <laughs> dies now. Yes. And then, spoiler alert, he didn't. He and It only made him stronger. Yeah. In an alternate timeline, everyone in the Rose Garden, like Co- Amy Coke yes. Barrett and Brett Everybody. Kavanaugh and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, they all succumb to COVID because of Trump. Yes. Yeah. Same with Trump, but we're Is not that Is this going to get us booted off Spotify? No way. Uh, no, no. <laughs> not in the age of dark brain. We'll get the COVID warning, but it won't get us booted off. <laughs> COVID misinformation. <laughs> COVID fantasy misinformation. Oh, man. So that was a night to remember. All Indeed. I remember all I remember about the first orphan is I felt that the ending twist revealing just how old Esther is should have been the midpoint 60 mm. minutes in and mm-hmm. then like you could have had like Esther's quote unquote family members show up mm-hmm. to like mm. up the stakes in the yeah. ante so I didn't think they went far enough the first time uh with the premise. So So that's the twist. Got it. Okay. That brings us to this day in the heat wave orphan first kill before we discuss it how do you get the protein as quick as possible into the bloodstream a little schnapps rottentomatoes.com esther's terrifying saga continues in this thrilling prequel to the original (laughs) and shocking horror hit orphan 
After orchestrating a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. Yet, an unexpected twist arises that pits her against a mother who will protect her family from the murderous child, quote, at any cost. (laughs) Period. Period. That's it. Okay. Mm. So we're in this... We're in this muggy theater, and the movie begins, and the look of this film is fuzzy. It looks like Soft. somebody took Vaseline, a real nice hot breath right on the <laughs> uh, right on the lens yeah. before every take. I could thought it was just going to be the Eastern European section of no, it. No, it's, it's the, the whole, whole movie. movie. The whole movie. Could not see a thing in the first 10, 15 minutes. I was like, wow, way to go, guys. And we can't even see what's going on. It's like Estonia... And fuzzy as fuck, and I'm just like, what are we getting ourselves I know, into? I know. We're so hot. We encounter Esther again in a psychiatric facility, which she promptly breaks out of. We are following this character that is an art therapy specialist. And whenever anybody says an art therapy specialist, whenever there's, you know, in a horror movie, you just know there's going to be creepy paintings or creepy art at some point. And we got there, but just not the way we ever could have imagined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the art the art is is backloaded in this movie. But I digress. We think that this is this might be our main character. Mm-hmm. And she is slaughtered almost immediately yeah. by Esther. Orphan does. <laughs> kind of felt bad for her. Like a little Sally Hawkins lookalike. Yeah. yeah. And Orphan Orphan is ruthless. She she strikes people down, anybody who gets in her way. And after she kills the pseudo-main character, I thought there was some pretty artistic notions brought to the proceedings as there's this montage of her blood-soaked hands playing the piano and blood like coming off on the keys which I thought was good and her looking through missing children photos trying to find one that kind of looks like her that she can impersonate I thought that sequence was really well done so despite the fog on the lens I'm like there might be something to this there might be something going on here yeah, I like this orphan girl. Uh, Isabel Furman. Yes. This is the role she was born to play. Problem child for real. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is fantastic. Like, yeah. every every time you see her, every look she gives is just a knockout. Mm. Like, there's so much behind her eyes. Ben, what did you think about her in this one compared to the original? So, I don't want to get too far. She's great. Yeah, she's great. But like you, uh, well, I think I I just initially I was starting the the Vaseline over the lens. It almost puts you to sleep just looking at it. And there was something very like low rent. about. I mean, like, even though we saw this with the sold out house. Uh, at the AMC six, like this premiered two weeks ago on Paramount Plus. There is something very like plussy about very Very streaming. Yeah. And so for a little bit, despite how good she is, I was like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The tide does not necessarily rise to meet her uniformly in this film, but she is a fantastic asset. Yes. She impersonates this missing girl And the mother of this missing girl travels to Russia to go encounter her again. 
And it's Julia fucking style. It's Julia. And now I swear. I didn't recognize her. Did not know that. Oh. Where's the dark hair? Yeah. No, the dark hair. And I was like, she's like, she looks a lot like Julia Styles. And then within like 10 minutes, I was like, yeah. It's fucking Styles. Styles. And that's where I was like, oh, wait a minute. Styles confirmed. Yeah. And then the action all moves back to quote unquote Connecticut, which I thought was definitely Prague as Connecticut. I thought exactly. it was very Eastern exactly. European. Apparently it's Winnipeg, but it looks Eastern <laughs> it European It was just definitely yeah. not United States no. proper. Yeah, it was not one California. block away from the Estonia set. Yeah. You know, like you could just tell this was all shot within <laughs> five feet of... <laughs> and they put up they put up these American flags almost defensively all over the frame to make you really feel like you're there, but Winnipeg doth protest too much mm-hmm. <laughs> with all those flags. Mm-hmm. So we meet this family, and <laughs> it's Julia Stiles, her husband, who's who looks like a Dan Harmon, but like more mumblecore Dan Harmon. Yeah, and whose entire performance is dubbed seems to be dubbed. <laughs> like, it seems to be gruffly dubbed, I don't know. but there's I, tons I, of ADR in this, so it's hard to tell. I really couldn't couldn't really track his performance at all yeah and she has a brother named gunner who's just this prick he's a fencing champion <laughs> a fencing which is oh, like sword that, fighting that is a special scene um <laughs> the little music drop is a needle drop a little interpol drop yeah. i haven't heard interpol in about 15 years well this this takes place in 2007 okay yeah, so that I makes think a little sense yeah they got a deal on some interpol music and they yeah. they used it to great effect so that's our family the brother suspects her I love it when people look at her with suspicion and she knows that they're suspecting her and she gets that look on her face where she's like, I'm going to have to take care of that person later. Like, it's so good. She does so much great work just with looks. It's fantastic. What's not fantastic is the script. No. The the script, (laughs) there's some great sequences with no dialogue. But when the dialogue is carrying the sequences... Look out. Yeah. yeah. It's very straightforward. It's like, ever since Esther has returned, I've gotten the light back in my life. <laughs> They'll say shit like that. And yeah. it's like, this is like first draft, like placeholder dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. talk about feeling happy now that Esther's back. But then they don't refine it. They no. don't punch it up. Yeah. And the acting, like Julia Stiles performance is very strange. And the dad, <laughs> the dad has what I would refer to as a salad hobby. Hey, <laughs> Correct. This isn't a salad dragon scene. This is just what he does. And what he does, <laughs> Bishki, can you explain? Yes, because I am a fan of black lights. You love black light. He paints normal things and then he'll hide things in the black light so he has a switch he he switches the light he has black light paints and he'll add an extra layer of specialness (laughs) of bullshit of bullshit to his paintings it's terrible terrible painting and you flick the black light on you're like oh wow and and esther's getting into it too like we were in the back row just howling at the quality of this man's artwork i don't think anybody else at the theater understood how shitty these paintings were (laughs) like julia styles is like this is what your daddy's famous for. And then he flips on the black light. It'll just be a portrait of like somebody. And then the black light comes on 
and then there's like some frowny faces around or like you know just some bullshit some waves some waves floating around and esther likes to draw too so she's moving in on the dad just like she did with peter sarsgaard in the first one which is my favorite part of the first one when she starts trying to seduce sarsgaard yes that that takes it into a new plane bishki you're I, missing out. I almost want to. <laughs> I almost want to revisit. You should. You it, need to. It's laundry. You just fold some laundry and yeah. check out the rest of the first one. So she's moving in on the dad. You can see Julia Stiles getting a little upset about that. There's this detective creeping around, taking some photos with some 2007 esque digital cameras. And there's a psychiatrist that's kind of doubting her story. So there's a few walls closing in on Esther. It gets to the point where the detective really needs answers. He gets fingerprints from her. They don't match with the real Esther. So she goes to his house and she stabs the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. And that's when the second salad dragon hits and it hits hard. Double dragon. Did you guys see this twist coming? Negative. I did not. If you... Dear listener, are listening to this right now, and you have any inkling about watching this, stop this episode and fire up Peacock. No, 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 Paramount, no, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. Fire up Paramount <laughs> fucking Plus, whatever it is, and watch it, because this twist reinvigorated the whole movie it for did. me. I was so confused <laughs> when the twist twist that I was actually questioning if I what, what I was seeing was what I thought they were trying to get across oh. because I was like if I think they're if I think I know what they're doing then they've botched it because I'm genuinely confused. Well, yeah. and then it slowly dawned on me script. that I was like okay, they they are going for what I think they're going yeah. for, but it, it just totally is the most clunky cumbersome No, it's no, not. No. no. Dear listener, you can't be confused by this because it is explained very clearly and very plainly by... The well, the next scene, I mean, in the next scene it yeah. is, but not but in that moment when, so, when she shoots the guy, you're like, what? So she stabs the detective, the detective is bleeding out, and then suddenly he gets shot like five times and you realize it's Julia Stiles shooting him and Julia <laughs> Stiles is covering this up. And, and Julia Stiles says to the orphan. So let me get this straight. You're a grown ass woman. That is beyond fucked up. Yeah, mainly Julia Stiles just starts saying fuck a lot more. That's that's like the change in her performance. Yeah. But we soon realize that this is a Jean Benet Ramsey riff. Yeah. And the real Esther was killed by Gunner because they were playing too rough. And the mom is covering everything up. So now the mom is like, you need to help me keep this shit quiet and keep this family on the rails. Because dad doesn't know. Because dad, dad doesn't, doesn't know, know. And now dad is all horny for me again because you're back. Which also, it, there's, there's just all this new psychological layers because Esther wants to fuck the dad too. And Julia Stiles is like, now he wants to fuck me all the time. So nan nan a boo boo. <laughs> and the whole movie changes. Yeah. It, it was like, it was a shot of adrenaline for me. Yeah. Like, like the second I was like, oh, fuck, they are riffing on Jean Benet. Yes. And like, yeah, 
I, don't I, know. I wish like, I could have shared your enthusiasm because as soon as the twist happened, I was like, uh, "You botched it. This I is mean, totally how botched." You, uh, what? Yeah, the twist is is. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. It is ridiculous. There's, there's no suspense or tension. Like there's nothing at stake. You don't care who lives or dies at that point. Well, it's just Esther a fucking becomes, mess. It's Esther a total becomes mess. The hero at that point yeah, almost. But it's ridiculous. But. I was rolling my eyes hard. Yeah, but it does become entertaining. Like the audience starts to turn on it and laugh. Would you rather she just slowly dispatches everybody? I mean, that that was the thing is I feel like I feel like it just it changed the tone. And that was good because I just didn't just doing a retread of Orphan 1. It's not cool. Just wasn't really working. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, for me, when that twist happened. Then it was fucking funny. Then it was funny. Uh Uh-huh. Because you got Gunner, the brother, just completely letting his jerk self fly. Like the scenes with him and, and Julia Stiles when they're talking to each other and they're just like, she knows we need to keep her on board until we don't. You know, like everything changes at that point. And it is kind of at the point, Lucas, where you wanted the twist to happen in the first one. It happens here. So I feel like it's fixing what didn't happen in the last one, but evidently you didn't like it. <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> Very ham-fisted and underdeveloped. And but also, like, what is this movie? This is Orphan First Kill. This it it it, it doesn't even need a twist to technically eke by, you know. So the fact that it tried to at least do something a little different, I applaud that. So it keeps going and. For my money, I really wanted a scene where the blacklight paintings paid off. Like the dad keeps talking about going to this meeting where he was going to show some new pieces. Mm -hmm. And obviously you'd think that the orphan would have done some blacklight shit that would be revealed to these people that he's meeting with. You know, I don't know what that would have been. Something creepy or something sexual or. Yeah. That never comes. Yeah. No, I. uh... (laughs) Maybe that was deleted. I wanted a black light reveal, but we did get a scene with the song Maniac by Michael Cimbello. She <laughs> she steals <laughs> she steals Julia Stiles' car, and while she's driving, she puts on lipstick, shades, and lights a cigarette and turns on Maniac. What? Like, that scene could have gone on for, like, three more minutes. Yeah. I don't I know why in, they cut that. That's what the movie should have been I was about. in heaven for that scene. Esther know. on a road trip. Thank you. Yeah, that would have been great. But then the cop that knows the mom, like, just brings her right back to the house. So I don't even know what... Why wouldn't Esther just tell the cop my mom abuses me? Like, I, I just don't understand like, I don't how know. she couldn't talk her way out of that. And she just, like, went back willingly. That like, scene didn't make any sense. I mean... Yeah. It's not really a well-made movie. There no. are scenes that just kind of end with a shrug or, or somebody's line that you don't really understand. And you're like, what? Or just like, yeah, thrown ADR lines all over the place. All yeah. over the place. There's yeah. a scene where the parents are starting to make sweet love. And Esther's, of course, watching. That's what she does. She rages in the corner and watches. And she rips Julia Stiles' dress and runs away. And Stiles is like... Oh my God, what did she do to my dress? I paid so much for this dress. And there's no resolution to that at all. There's just these things that just don't pay off. 
And you just kind of shrug and go with it because there's a whole subplot with a mouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where Esther's making friends with a little mouse in the corner. And it felt very Zemeckis like. Very, <laughs> it's very Zemeckis like. And again, the lens is so foggy that you can just kind of <laughs> let some of that recede into the fog and not really focus on it, you know? Focus on the stuff that does that does come through. She does final battle with Styles and Gunner. Gunner takes out a fencing blade and she has a crossbow. Uh, I think you can imagine who wins that fight. And then she has a big battle royale with Styles in the kitchen that reminded me of the Hillary Swank battle in The Hunt. Go back and what, listen to The Hunt. <laughs> yeah, listen Deep to that. Cut. Man, listen I don't even to remember that, that one. Ooh, we were in a special way back then. But they battle, the dad comes back, and the house catches on fire. And Digi fire. Dear Digi listener. Yeah. It is a demo reel gallery of every type of digi flame that is yeah. available. The digiest fire. The digiest fire. <laughs> control C, control V all over the screen. Oh. Just. Just, just not even for a moment do you believe that any of this fire is remotely real. There's a rooftop battle. And... <sighs> I can't really get excited about a rooftop battle anymore. Like, you've just seen it so many times. But Esther and Julia Stiles are hanging off the roof. Like good son. Like outrageous fortune. And the dad has to kind of choose, but they don't really make a, a hard point of his choice. It's kind of botched. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. botched because Julia Stiles just falls. And she falls and her head hits the curb and her brains splatter all yeah. over the ground. <laughs> like got a good chuckle from the audience i could just see the visual effects person being like uh do you want her brains to just splatter all <laughs> over the place when she hits the ground and the director's like is it gonna cost extra no no you know like 30 dollars <laughs> yeah go for it so her brains splatter all over the place and then she shares a little tender moment with the dad he rubs her face the wrong way and her <laughs> her dentures come out <laughs> revealing her yellow Estonian teeth and you know for my money too her teeth could be more fucked up yeah they're just mm -hmm. kind of yellow you know like they could be a lot more fucked up but anyway he's terrified <laughs> and he's like who are you what are you who are you and she kind of pushes him off and he dies right next to Styles. And she walks through the house of Digifire. I mean, if you're writing this sequence, there's no way on earth in your mind that you imagine the imagery that ended up on screen of her walking through this shitty firehouse. It's, yeah, it's kind of beautiful. But. It, it is. It's, it's so bad that it almost works. Yeah, yeah. It's almost surreal. Almost. So mm -hmm. then... They just kind of link it up with the first movie. It's like, oh, who wouldn't want to adopt her? She's been through so much. She's, she's so an, sweet. She's an orphan. She's an orphan. Mm -hmm. mm. And then that's the end. Question. Why is this called Orphan First Kill? Mm. Because at the beginning of this movie, they say that she killed previous. Right. Who didn't follow protocol? Some some nurse like got sloppy and so wasn't 
that that happened off screen, and then she yeah. killed the security guard to get out of the hospital. Then she killed Sally Hawkins lookalike. Yeah, it's like first ten kills. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's like orphan first ten kills. <laughs> Why not call it that? Yeah. Like that would that would get people interested. I don't know. It should have been like orphan first family or something. Yeah, yeah. that, that would maybe work. that's what it was. But then now I'm imagining her in the White House. Like the first, that's the omen. <laughs> yeah, right. Is, is there anything in this movie that I'm missing? I feel I feel like that's pretty no, comprehensive, you, but yeah. you hit all the bases. I think yeah, we've covered this prequel. Let's go them orphan bones. <sighs> Start with the orphan super fan, brother Ben. You are first to bone. First to bone. First to bone. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? I, I really, I don't know. I really wanted to love this movie. Yeah. And, and, and I just can't love this movie. You can't do it. But, but I think there is enough that, that, that I can, that I can recommend it. Yeah. I, I think, wait, uh, th- I'm, this is terrible as an orphan super fan. What'd you say her name was? Isabel Furman. Isabel Furman is legit. Like th- this is kind of an iconic yes. horror. She should character. make like ten more. Of- I know, and that's the thing. Like all I was thinking through this is I was like, this is not great, but she's doing it for me. Styles is doing it for me. I just think they have a good equation of it's like evil orphan. Plus, like, it, so in the first one, it was yeah. Formiga. This time it's Julia Stiles. Yeah. Next time we get Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And you get sort of the dopey hot dad. Last yes. time it was Sarsgaard. This time, I don't know who this guy this is. This time it was this guy. Next time it get Oscar Isaac. Oh, and yeah, yeah like, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm dreaming here. <laughs> and um, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's so janky and stupid. Yeah. But, God damn it, that twist got me. Mm. Mm. I, th- there was enough that I could, uh, you know, that I could tell people without reservation. Yes, you need to check it out. Have a couple cocktails, midnight, bury it up, yes. do something. But you need to, you need to at least reckon with it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give it two solid, hearty, firm bones. There you go. Two bones from Brother Ben. Brother Lucas, I don't think you're going to be as nice. No, no Brother Ben bump, even though Brother Ben's in the bump tonight. <laughs> He's here. Um, yeah, it's funny because the first film is like a one-off, right? It only really works because of the twist reveal of Esther being an adult. I also don't like that they put a number on her age. Like, I think it would be way creepier if they're like, we have no idea yeah. how old Agreed. she is, but she is old. Yeah. Agreed. And She's 32, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And for them to do a legacy prequel, like, over 10 years later, is just such a sad state of affairs. But don't you of, like, think it's kind of business. funny? It's so funny. I don't know. It feels like a square peg in a round hole. Well, yeah, because, that's the funny part. Because, yeah, once you... Oh, Lucas. Once you establish that Esther's not who she is, then it's like, okay, we have to have some other bullshit M. Night Shyamalan twist. And in this case, it's Julia Stiles is, like, even more evil than Esther. That's right. Which I appreciate the the concept, but it was completely underdeveloped and served here. And when it happened, I wasn't on board with you guys. I was sitting in a different row. And That's right. You weren't in the same row. The girls to the right of me were minors. One got scared enough to leave midway through. The other one kind of watched the rest of the movie through her hands on her face. But Whoa. to the left of me 
were adults. And when the movie ended, they kind of turned to each other and was like, what the fuck was that movie? Like, I don't even know what this movie is. I don't even know. Ben, and, didn't you say some Zoomers coming out were pissed about something? Zoomers were super pissed about Digifire. Oh, wow. They were pissed about <laughs> Digifire. But I was struggling to stay awake. And I was just trying to think, like, is this a horror? Is this a thriller? Like... It's just kind of like a ugly, violent, you know, gory movie, I guess. But there's no real thrills or scares. And I'm not really rooting for anyone. And I'm just kind of like bored and detached and not engaged, especially with that fucking photography with the Vaseline on the lens. Yeah, like, it's not That great. was a poor, poor choice. It's I mean, at least, at least for the whole movie. You could do it with the opening, but not after that. So I have to give this one bone. One bone. That's not bad from the hothead. One bone is like a civilian two and a half. So I, I like that. That's one bone. Brother Bishki, I have no idea. No idea what you're doing here. It's National Cinema Day, everyone. <laughs> you love National Cinema Day. It's the first, I think it's the first annual. I, I, I've never heard of it, it before. It seems a little cooked up. And uh, it's, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, usually a pretty shitty weekend at the box office. A lot of shitty movies out. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> so they're giving three dollar tickets out. Yes. AMC, Burbank, sixteen, and we had a pack theater for Orphan First Kill in like its third week or something <laughs> like that. So just the whole ambience was was enough, and and the fact that we were inside in decent AC, not decent. Well, not de it was kinda, decent in the lobby. Decent enough. It wasn't one hundred and five degrees in there. That's true. Which it is outside. So. Yeah. So all that factored in. I was having a good time. I, I, as I've made known, Orphan will forever be known as Trump's COVID revelation. <laughs> I probably won't revisit it. But this prequel was um, a good time. I'm right there with Brother Ben. I really like uh, this orphan actress. Yes. Who I'm forgetting the name. Isabel Furman, y'all. Isabel Furman. And... Uh, the twists are ridiculous, and it's, <laughs> it's just a goofy time at the movies. National Cinema Day, come back next year. I'll be there. Two bones. <laughs> Two bones for Brother Bishke. We'll get our parking spots the night before. Yeah. We'll lock them in. Jesus. Camp out. <laughs> Orphan first kill, you guys. I'm so happy we saw this. <laughs> it, Orphan is like Terminator. Orphan first kill is like T2 where the orphan becomes the good guy for a little bit. I love that twist. <laughs> it made me so happy. Julia Stiles fucking when her mask came off and she was just telling it like it is. I mean, that's why we go to the movies. Are you so utterly delusional to think that he would want you? Surprise, I'm not your daughter. I'm a mutant grifter. He would be as repulsed by you as I suspect most men are. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go upstairs and fuck my husband. Yeah. Uh, the AC, if it was a little crisper, I probably would have been in an even better mood. But as it is, I can't, I can't in good conscience go above two. Brother Ben is right here. So I'm going to bump it up to 2.5, y'all. <laughs> it's a Brother Ben bump, y'all. <laughs> That's the power of the Brother Ben bump. When you're in proximity to the man, there's no getting away from it. I'm it's, honored. It, I, I got to bump it. Honored. That's Orphan First Kill, y'all. I would say Laundry Folding Certified. Yeah. When you watch the silly film, you should be folding laundry. Folding. 
Paramount Plus login, just email email the lodge. <laughs> email me. Get get in touch with us somehow. I've, I've got at least twenty people on there now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get more. So Fishkey's carrying the weight of the world on his logins. God bless you for yeah. for it. Thank you, brother Bishy. Uh, do you think we're gonna get like Orphan Three? In I, another like a decade from we now, have to. but it's like a prequel. Like it's even even further, further back. back. Yes. <laughs> now Lucas is laughing. Lucas, uh, that's I want to see the Estonian prequel. That's yes. all yes. Estonian. Exactly. And she's now like uh, a, the actress is now actually like forty years old. And there's even playing, more like, Vaseline sick. on the lens. <laughs> you just see shapes. Has that ever been done? Where you just keep going back and back oh, and back? That would oh. be great. Oh, it's please. genius! Please like, do it. Was, like horses and carriages and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They gotta do it. They gotta. do <laughs> It. She's like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother Ben, thanks for braving the heat. Ah, oh, thank you for, for the invitation. Hot Still 100 degrees outside. Hottest hot hot take. The sun is down and it's 100 degrees. Yeah. What the fuck? We'll be back tomorrow uh, at the Burbank Theater. Uh, we won't let you know what. Because, That's right. We're yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be here all through the heat wave, sucking up that tepid AC. Oh my God! Stay cool out there. Love and light, y'all. Love and light. Love and light. I am in north on God's highway, but I share my rose. If you go my way, I have no mother, no father, no sister, no Sit Fire.